0: Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things, and that's not fumbling or throwing interceptions. At this point, Josh Allen is the guy. When you look back to the 2018 draft class, he's probably going to get paid. Looks like an MVP candidate. Weird year for quarterbacks. We'll talk all about that. We'll talk about playoff teams. We'll talk draft. This is a football-heavy show. Welcome to the Game Day Podcast. You can get us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking to shop a little bit on your lines, go to thegameday.com, see what kind of prices you can grab. We'll talk football, but first, Marcus Moser, welcome back. Congratulations. Uh, For those that don't know, Marcus uh, a bundle of joy, a little baby girl in this world. You look fresh, surprisingly fresh. Your eyes look thank you. good. Thank you. Thank you. How is the energy? And again, congratulations.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Adam. Uh, we have, last week we had a, a baby girl. It was uh, fantastic. She's healthy. Mom is doing great. Awesome. I do have a quick little story to share from uh, the delivery room. It promises won't get gross, but as we were waiting for the uh, the baby to come. There was a great Monday Night Football game on between the Browns and the Ravens, and as that game was going along and we were getting closer and closer to having the baby, you started to see more nurses and doctors kind of sneak in the room because we were the only people on the floor that had that game on, right? Because, of course, I'm sitting there watching the game, and by the time that game ended, we probably had 12 people in there watching that game, so uh always you know inter- i had to introduce the daughter to the football world as soon as she came into it so.
0: I, I told this story last week when you were gone marcus my uh my daughter first child uh that night when everybody had finally left it was florida state notre dame everett golson picked yeah, yeah. nobody probably has a, a, any idea what i'm talking about for me i can i remember that game vividly right because you're sitting in a room that you've never sat in before you're watching it so Oh, that's awesome. You got a great game for it too. And also a terribly bad beat, which we talked about last week uh, oh, as well. So uh, awesome. Well, welcome, welcome back uh, again, lots to get to uh, this week when it comes to the playoff teams, when it comes to the draft, Matt Miller, uh, friend of the show, uh, guy that we love uh, going to talk a little bit about the top five reshuffle there with my jets uh, winning, unfortunately heartbreaking moment uh come to terms with that so we'll talk about all that yeah uh, first let's see how we did marcus we're on a little bit of a, a heater here uh of course from we a, are that's why,
1: that's why we're good at this i'm right? just
0: i'm just saying like I, I keep i keep saying that every week and it keeps going so last week uh i was three and one 22 and 12 on the year you were three and one 24 and 20 on the year. Um, a. Awesome. And B, what was the biggest thing you learned, uh, other than watching that game, of course, in a, in a a unique room that you may
1: never watch a football game in ever again. Uh, is Roethlisberger done? Like, is he just completely cooked now? Because when we were watching that game against the Bengals, it's like, first of all, he probably could have had six or seven interceptions in that game, but the Bengals just kept dropping every pass. But, you know, two, three weeks ago, we were thinking the, the Steelers could go undefeated and it's like, will they win another game this rest of the season? I don't know. Ben Roethlisberger looks absolutely atrocious. And now all these future bets that I have on Pittsburgh, I'm starting to get a little nervous about because they, they just look cooked.
0: My, uh, my dad called me. Uh, he's not a, an avid NFL gambler and took the bangles on the money line. I think this was probably his jets lose. Anything could happen. Roll it bet. And uh good hit dad. If you're listening which you probably aren't. Um,
1: you should be getting a nice Christmas present. I
0: seriously, yeah, no, that was a good hit. Um, yeah, and if you had that Jets-Bengals uh, uh, parlay, by the way, there you go. That that I'm sure uh, did people well. And if you did bet that, show us the rest of your picks because I'd love to see them. Okay, so mm-hmm. for me, uh, and we could probably – this probably is a little bit of a teaser for some of the disappointments. It's older quarterbacks. We've made the joke about Phillip Rivers a, a lot mm-hmm. this year, Marcus. But when you look at other Pete, other veteran QBs, it was rough, man. Breeze. Uh, Cam Newton is probably my biggest takeaway. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that with Matt. I just, it's a shame to watch a guy. And of course I gravitate to that Auburn year that he had, which is one of the most spectacular years I've ever seen in in any football level. It's tough to watch, uh, father time kind of do its thing at the same point. Tom Brady is kind of still the guy, but I, I think cam specifically, because he was so different than any quarterback NFL has seen. And I just think things have caught up with him.
1: Yeah. And even Matt Ryan with Atlanta, right? You yep. saw another game in which they had a big lead and then he turns into a pumpkin at the end of that game. So we're seeing a lot of these older quarterbacks, they can have moments where they look really good, but as a whole, they're just not the same outside of Tom Brady certain weeks, but yeah, a brutal week for those older guys.
0: So it's a kind of a natural transition, I guess, to our biggest disappointments and, um, I would say that New England's probably got to be up there and maybe the expectations should have been reserved. I go back to that first week, Marcus, where, um, you know, Cam's looking good and Belichick outsmarting the world and uh, you know how different that feels now. But as you look across, are there, is there a team? Is there like, what are your biggest disappointments? We only got a couple of weeks left. It's crazy how fast this is going. So as you look across, what's your, what are a couple of disappointments that stand out for you?
1: I mean I'll I'll talk about the Rams, right? This is a team that should have absolutely dominated the Jets. They were 17 point favorites. They were in the driver's seat to win the NFC West uh, and maybe sneak up into the 2 seed and you lose a game like that where it's I mean they looked absolutely terrible and all of a sudden now they have a huge game this week against Seattle. Good teams don't lose to to the New York Jets. Basically nobody loses to the New York Jets and you that's just a game you can't no-show in uh, and disappointing. That's a that's a bad one on Jared Goff and Sean McVay's resume.
0: I was going to go there as well. Um, the Jets had some juice. It was amazing that you have that kind of team, maybe fighting for um, to get away from that disappointment to be in that position. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 kind of weird too for me as you look across like disappointment. Like I I look at the Chargers, Marcus, and all of these close games. Like I, they had coaching gaffes, You've got, you've got this truly historic season from a rookie quarterback and you have some talent around him, like legitimate talent. And for me, the more I look at that year and the way it's transpired, it just feels like a complete waste,
1: right? Like they should have been eight and eight at the very, yeah. And
0: and, and maybe we shouldn't have expected it. So in that sense, they're not a disappointment. And yet uh, given the little bits of information that we know now, that certainly is one that jumps out. I mean, Baltimore is one that frankly jumps out too. And I, I don't think that that book has been written completely, no. but for them to regress for Lamar to be up and down and who knows, maybe he's up again. That's another obvious one. Now they've had all sorts of issues, right? COVID has been an issue yeah. there. Like yeah. there's legitimate excuses. The injury obviously uh, to, to Staley has been massive, but that's just felt sort of broken all year and maybe they're finding it. But up until this point still, I think we're, we're trying to figure out exactly who they are.
1: What about the Raiders? You know, this is a team that was six and three. They can't, you know, they beat the Kansas city chiefs. The only team to do that. And then for them just look absolutely terrible in the last six weeks of the season. Their only win came against the jets who uh, tried to throw that game away and successfully (laughs) did, Um, you know, John Gruden, he had a chance to win the game against the chargers on Thursday night football. They had first and goal from the five yard line, two straight runs up the middle, and then a pass to the fullback. And then instead of going for it to try to win the game in overtime, he kicks another 23 yard field goal and he relies on his defense. And we all know what happens next. So, for this Raiders team, they look like they should have been a lock to make the playoffs uh, after October. And now they're not even going to sniff the playoffs. I think that's extremely disappointing.
0: All right. So that's perfect segue into talking kind of a little who's in who's out in the playoffs, AFC bubble teams right now, um, dolphins, Ravens, Raiders, uh, I think you've made your point known, right? In yeah, terms we can cross
1: of cross off the radar, I'm with
0: There's you there. I'm, I'm with you there, and I think for the reasons that you said, it's kind of in the Chargers' vein that maybe we didn't expect this kind of like I didn't necessarily expect them to be in this position, but it's just been a mix. Like that Kansas City game, what a what a strange outcome when you look at the totality of the season. Um, What about the NFC uh, bubble teams here? Bucks, Cards, Bears, ugh, Vikings. Uh, what do you what do you like there? And then, do you have a pick for the NFC East?
1: Pretty easy. I hope that anyway. they they play Jacksonville this week. And hey, you are a, suddenly a huge Jacksonville I, I against the Bears uh, this week. But uh, I, I don't think Chicago is very good. But they're probably going to sneak in. They're probably going to get killed in round one, and it's going to be what it is. But uh, in the NFC East, I actually still like Washington. All they have to do is beat Carolina this week. I have no idea who's going to play quarterback for Washington. I'm not sure that it matters with how good that defense is. Uh, But Philadelphia is a little bit interesting with Jalen Hurts now. They play the Cowboys this week. Uh, They'll play the Giants next week. Uh, Or excuse me, they'll play Washington the following week. There is a little bit of uh, Philadelphia buzz and momentum here. I think if they're into the playoffs and we get to see Jalen Hurts some more, that's a lot of fun.
0: All right. So I'm, I'm with you on all of this, by the way, I still like Washington. Uh, the Dwayne Haskins thing is um, it's not good. It's no, just, it's no. just not good and go to Google and you'll know, uh, but he broke COVID protocols in the way that uh, I guess if you're going to break COVID protocols, that's, I mean, sure. That's probably <laughs> how you break them, break them spectacularly. All right. So to, to wrap up, you like the Raiders out. So you have the dolphins and the Ravens
1: in. No, I think it's going to be one of Excuse the, me. The, yes. the Ravens and the Dolphins because I think the Browns are going to probably have that other wild card spot. And then I think you're going to have one of the Colts or Titans get one of the one of the three. Baltimore's schedule is just a little bit easier. Buffalo is probably going to have something to play for in week 17 when they play Miami. Uh, they're going to be fighting for that two seed. So I do like Baltimore to make the playoffs. And Baltimore, that's a really sneaky playoff team. And that could be a tough matchup for – you know, Pittsburgh, let's say Pittsburgh ends up being the two seed and the Ravens are the seven seed. Holy cow, what a fantastic week, uh, one uh, game in the playoffs. I,
0: I'm completely agreeing, and it's probably because I want this to happen. That's not so a, probably a way yeah. to I- input analysis. And then I guess to sum up the, the NFC, right? You've got Tampa Bay at six, at nine and five. You've got Arizona at eight, and six. You have the Bears at seven and seven. You have the Vikings at six and eight. We're crossing yeah. off the Vikings, right? I mean, yeah. like we could do that. I'm with you on the Bears, um the bucks are, are are probably in i mean this is a bit of a mess right i mean it, like this this back half of this is just a big cluster
1: yeah and i think the top 1 through 5 in the nfc you can make a case for any of those teams i don't think one really stands out uh the saints have been up and down this year uh they're coming off two straight losses green bay you can really run on them uh we saw we saw the rams fall we saw seattle's defense continues to be a problem so it's going to be a weird year in the nfc and i don't think just because the team is at the number one or number two seed, that they're locked to make the Super Bowl.
0: I could tell you in Chicago when the Bears get in, it's um, it's going to be an
1: odd vibe.
0: <laughs> Just a imagine, general...
1: imagine if Chicago like wins the playoff game and Trubisky looks good. Think about how great talk radio is going to be in Chicago all off season long.
0: It, and and then watch them rip off like a run somehow, right? <laughs> but 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 hopefully, hopefully first and foremost, um, they lose. To the Jags, right? Let's focus all our energy well,
1: on things that actually matter. On right?
0: things that matter, which is the Jets getting back into the number one <laughs> pick standpoint. All right. Speaking of that, uh, when we come back, we are going to talk to Matt Miller, do a little mock draft. It's been a weird year. We've got opt outs. We've got teams opting out. Uh, we've got the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes change. And we've got all sorts of things. So Matt Miller, with his latest mock draft, we will talk to him next. Very happy to welcome back good friend of the show. Uh, best draft analyst in the business, Matt Miller. And Matt, you are, this is fresh too, right? Your your last mock draft at Bleacher Report is out. And before we ask you about your top five, um, you're leaving BR. I don't know how much you can say, but people love your work. I love your work. Marcus loves your work. So what can you give us about your your plans? What's coming up next for you?
2: Yeah, uh thank you guys for having me on again. And yeah, the plans I can't talk about anything yet until after the first of the year, but early 2021, there's gonna be some posts that will tell you where you can go find my work. Uh, I'm not I'm not retiring. I think a lot of people are like, Oh my god, we're gonna miss you. And it's like I'm not I'm not going anywhere, I'm just working somewhere new. But after 10 years, you know, I, I just felt like it, it it was my decision to leave. I opted not to, you know, renew my contract. I just want to try something different. I'm really excited about the chance to get back covering the draft the way I want to. Um, and and that's no disrespect to Bleach Report. They gave me a a platform, a foundation. They they helped me grow into what I am as a a writer and an analyst now, but I'm excited about getting back to what I know my, uh, followers and readers want and building that community, you know, like we did on the stick to football podcast, you know, that community of doing tailgate tours and doing Q and A's and doing like scouting clinics and zoom happy hours. Like I want to get back to having fun, just talking football with people. So, uh, I'm really excited to do that. And, uh, early 21, I promise there'll be tweets okay. that'll tell people where I'll be at.
1: Well, Matt, I just wanted to say congratulations uh, on a great run at Bleacher Report. I know when I first got into this business, uh, you were always incredibly kind and helping me and, you know, answering all my tweets. I'm sure I was really annoying back in the day, but <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just a fantastic run. Congratulations. Hey, my friend. It's a heck Thank of a run, Matt. We've been OGs there, right? Like, I mean, that's, uh, it's
0: we go yeah. back a ways with this. It's been awesome. And and look, let's sink into it. Okay, so so things change. Unfortunately for me, as the Jets fan, uh, we're talking off air, and, and I imagine for you, you you. I know these mock drafts don't come together like on a on a Sunday night, right? You probably work right. on this thing. So the Jets win as a 17 point dog. Uh, it's, it was heartbreaking. It was, um, but I've come to terms with it, and I'll talk about that. <laughs> so how does that change? Let's start like at the very top. I think I know how it changes, but how does it change your uh, thought process specifically with what
2: the Jets do? Yeah, I don't know if I can curse on this podcast, so I won't tell you what I was thinking when <laughs> I, I, I saw I, the Jets win Whatever that game.
0: it was, I was thinking worse, okay? It yeah, worse.
2: <laughs> and it's, you know, I'm a big note taker. I have a legal pad beside me all the time, and I, I had a mock draft sketched out that I felt really good about. And I, I, you have to just rip it in half and be like, okay, let's start this thing over at like 5.30 you know, central time and it has to be handed in in the morning. So the big change is the Jacksonville Jaguars number one overall. And it unless they win a game, they're locked in here, guys, yep. based on the NFL's tiebreakers, which you all know, it's record than strength of schedule. It's not head to head. It's not common opponents. It's strength of schedule. So the Jags are locked into that pick as long as they don't win a game. And when Trevor Lawrence is staring you in the face, you better do everything you can to make sure you don't win another game. So I know impressive. the players don't tank, but they need to, because Trevor Lawrence is like DJ Chark needs to drop every pass thrown in for the next two weeks. He need to make sure oh, he to needs to catch Trevor. You. Try next extra. I mean, do it. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. He is a free agent. So maybe he doesn't need to, but the rest of the guy, James Robinson can fumble a couple of times. It'll be okay. Whomever has the number one pick is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Whether it's the Jets or the Jaguars, it, it will be Trevor Lawrence. And, and I think it this has been fun because for months we've said the Jets will have the first pick, they'll take Trevor Lawrence. This is really exciting for folks like myself who cover the draft full time to say, Hey, we get a new conversation now. You know, December 20th, we get a new conversation about not only Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, but now what do the New York Jets do at number two? Because that is a big pivot for this franchise that for, I mean, 13 weeks, you thought you were getting Trevor Lawrence. And now, now Sam Darnold looks real pretty today. I know that (laughs) he went from a six to a nine real quick. I, I, uh,
0: (laughs) I, yeah, absolutely. And I have like gone through the stages of grief with this, right? Like disappointment. (laughs) And then, anger and now sort of acceptance and matt we were talking off air like oh let's surround this guy with pieces like let's trade down let's do this let's get the best all offensive right. line of football all right so let's let's get to your top five and marcus i'm looking forward to your uh, thoughts on this mm-hmm. as well as another draft guy so so matt trevor lawrence uh, penciled in number one jaguars um come on bears you can tank this week let's change things <laughs> up a bit for the time being trevor lawrence number one to the jags what do you have uh rounding out the rest of your top five
2: yeah, number two, I have your Newark Jets not taking a quarterback. I have offensive tackle Penny Sewell from Oregon going there, an opt-out player this year, so we didn't get to see film there. But He's tremendous, and I think you can go back last year, watch him against Auburn, how he handled Derek Brown. Uh, he's a tremendous player, and I, I'm i a big, big fan of his athleticism, uh, and I, I think there's still room for him to improve. I mean, we, we've seen that in his game over the past couple of years. So I'm a a big Penny Sewell fan. And I think your Jets, yeah, it is a conversation now of you have to evaluate Sam Darnold against all the other quarterbacks in this class at this point, not named Trevor Lawrence. So would you rather have Sam Darnold or Justin Fields, who we've seen struggle against decent defenses, Indiana, Northwestern, uh, Clemson last year. Uh, Would you rather have him or Zach Wilson, who hasn't really played anybody in college football? Trey Lance, who took a, a year off outside of a bad game against Central Arkansas. Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, you throw all those guys into the mix, and I think Sam Dolan starts to look really pretty in that scenario. Well, Matt, so- you
0: know what it does though, too? Like, and again, I'm a homer, but like it fast tracks your potential development if you believe this is the guy that a coach can fix him. And then you can really surround him with some great pieces, whether you solidify your offensive line or you trade down. Like if you've got the quarterback, and I'm not sure if you do, in moments you do. He did that again, right? Where he flashes some of these throws are crazy. If if that's the case, you've got draft equity where you can really probably
2: find out in a hurry next year if he is your guy. Like you and I were talking about off air. That's the thing is it does it doesn't cost you anything to try one more year with Sam Darnold if you like him better than Justin Fields or the other quarterbacks? It's really not much on this rookie contract. And why not give your guy a chance? Get Adam Gase the way as far away you can from that scenario. Let's give him a, an elite offensive tackle, put Mikai Beckton on the right side. And then you're going to have Seattle's pick where you could add a a Wyatt Davis and really go all in on this. You could add a Pat Freermuth. You could add a Rashad Bateman, whatever it might be. You can get Najee Harris. You can get a really good look at at who Sam Darnold actually is. And something I I wrote about the other day, the quarterbacks in the class with him, Baker Mayfield, look how he looks now with a competent head coach and an offensive line. Uh, Look at Josh Allen with a number one receiver around him. Even Lamar Jackson, who's been a little up and down this year. When he had Ronnie Stanley at left tackle, he's an MVP. So give your quarterback, Help. Uh I'm a free agent. The Jets want to hire me to come in the building. This is what I'm do screaming it. at them. God. Give your quarterback some help.
0: Great, great Adam Kramer synergy, which is all about <laughs> all right. So yeah. what do you have?
2: What do you have three, four, and five? And then Marcus,
0: I want to get your thoughts too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm really curious about where you guys feel about this one. Cincinnati Bengals at three. I have them take a Rashawn Slater. Uh, yes, yeah, some folks got on me. I misspoke on radio last <laughs> week and said uh, he the I internet getting mad. Imagine that. And you guys know, like, gosh, you do radio. You don't get prepped on these topics. No. You sit down and yell into a microphone. So I still like Rashawn Slater, even though he didn't play against Ohio State. Uh, he, uh, he's just tremendous. Uh, the, the technique is there. I know people are going to say a 6'3", 6'4". If his arms are over 34 inches, I really don't care how tall he is, uh, even if they come in a little under that. I, I think if he were 6'5", or 6'6", we would legitimately be talking about him as the second or third best player in this class, For the Bengals, it sucks you miss out on Penny Sewell, but your priorities can't change. You still have to protect Joe Burrow. You've got young receivers and Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. There's not a defensive player that I love in this position for them specifically. I think you have to go back to the O-line. For the Carolina Panthers, David Tepper, the owner, said it. We're sitting here Tuesday. He said it today uh, that if your quarterback doesn't get you to playoffs, you have to evaluate them. Mm -hmm. And and Teddy Bridgewater, near and dear to my heart, but you have to evaluate that position. So I have Zach Wilson from BYU going number four overall. I would love to see him with Joe Brady. Like that's football porn. So very excited about that potential. And then five, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, This is where I have Micah Parsons from Penn State going. I do think he's the best defender in this class. Uh, Someone who can do everything. I know there's some fans who kind of get on him about uh, not being great in coverage. He's an athlete, guys. He's just a freak of nature type athlete where I think he could he could improve in coverage. Let's talk about what he does as a pass rusher. And I look at someone, it's going to be weird to make this comparison. Jamal Adams, he's a safety. He's an outside linebacker too. And I mm-hmm. see Micah Parsons as, you want to put him on the edge on third down, go for it. He's going to be productive. We have to start to change our expectations of what these players are. It's not Madden where, oh, Micah Parsons is linebacker. That's the only thing he's ever going to do. He's just a chess piece you can move around and find production from.
0: Marcus, what do you think?
2: I like it. Uh, I want to go back to number two. I want to talk about your Jets, Adam,
1: because I am also a Sam Darnold apologist. I think he's in the worst situation possible, but it's probably a time for both sides to move on. And if you're going to move on, this is a great class to do it because I think in most years, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields are clear cut number one picks uh, at the position. And now you get a chance to, to bring in one of these guys, you know, again, on a rookie contract, uh, probably with a new head coach. Joe Douglas is going to want to have his guy at quarterback. I still think they're going to go quarterback there. I do think Penny Sewell makes a lot of sense. You pair him with Makai Becton. Now you got two bookend tackles, and let's try to restart this. But these quarterback prospects are just so phenomenal. And I think as Zach Wilson in New York, I, I think that's a lot of fun, and that's probably where I would go. All right. So I'm
0: torn, by the way, as the time we record this, um, you're going to see Zach Wilson play a bowl game tonight and I'm, I'm going to have the notebook out like you, Matt, like I'm like, <laughs> there you go. I'm not a quarterback draft evaluator. He's been awesome. He's been a great deal of fun. Um, the question I'd have about that jets. I feel like that two spot with an offensive tackle prospect that is been deemed pretty elite and how elite who knows, but he's, he's really good like if I, I'm, I'm the Jets, you have to at least contemplate trading down if you're not going to go quarterback, right? And maybe you drop to the back and get, um, you know, a Kyle Pitts or Jalen Waddell or Devonta Smith. So what, what are the possibility? I guess, of that movement? And then, you know, that's a weird year. Like it's a super weird year with film, with assessments, like how much movement do you think we'll expect to see? And I know there's a lot of that to be determined here in the months ahead.
2: Yeah, you know, last year everybody said it's going to be trade heavy, trade heavy, and there weren't any trades. So I think this year could be interesting too. The the dynamics of the draft, you know, how much will be virtual, how much will be in person. That will affect things as far as the jets. Yeah, there could be movement. And I think that's actually a solid option. Number three, this on the table, right? It's draft a quarterback, keep Sam and draft Penny Sewell or trade out. And so you have that conversation of, you know, do the Carolina Panthers want to come up? Uh, do the, you know, whomever Detroit Lions, San Francisco, 49ers. Uh, you're not trading with the new England Patriots. So you don't worry about them coming up the Chicago bears, you know, would one of these teams, mortgage their future in a, a terms of picks and players so that you could slide back the thing with trades I, I know marcus knows this as well as anyone with the trade when you trade back the key is you got to have that many players on your board that you like so mm-hmm. if you're the jets and you're at two you don't at want to go to 16 where the bears are uh, that's monumental do you want to go to four yeah that's a pretty good starting point and then you can evaluate a four are we willing to slide back again you just can't go very far because you mentioned some really good names there: Kyle Pitts at tight end or whatever he is, offensive weapon. Yeah, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, they're legit playmakers in this class. I think what you have to look at there is the Jets then pick again at 26. So mm-hmm. do you like those players more than Pat Frearmuth at Penn State who could be on the board at 26 or Chris Olive, Ohio State, uh, you know, Rashad Bateman at Minnesota, Elijah Moore, Ole Miss. You start to evaluate against what you expect to be there late first round. And you have to think of it as a package. When you leave Thursday night, would you rather have Sewell and Freermuth, or would you rather have, you know, Kyle Pitts and then maybe a Samuel Cosme or a Wyatt Davis and picks next year? So it's, it's, it's a tough sell. I mean, that's why you got to have make sure your owner, head coach, GM, are all assistant GM are all really in lockstep because what you do is it's the foundation for your future. One, one yeah, more Joe Douglas
1: say Joe Douglas yeah. is one of these old school scout types where he was gonna want a bunch of picks. So if if let's say the 49ers from the middle of the first round decide to come up and give, you know, just a boatload of picks, I don't think he's gonna say no. I, I think there's gonna be a ton of ton of teams wanting to get up to that number two spot for either a quarterback or Pen Sewell because they know he's gonna go three to Cincinnati. So mm-hmm weirdly enough i think the jets are still in a good situation despite not trevor lawrence being there one last thing marcus
0: uh I, we were talking off air because marcus I'm, I'm a jets discipline i know you're cowboys and mm-hmm. kyle pitts was what matt had uh that's who he's got penciled in right now in his latest mock draft uh what are your thoughts because i mean i this guy to me is probably the most fun football player with the exception of perhaps zach wilson this year so what are your general thoughts here with what matt has predicted
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because Cowboy fans want them to address their defense, right? Because it's been so bad. But I think Kyle Pitts is a generational type of talent at tight end. I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain thinking of tight ends that are better than him coming out of college. And the only one that I can think of is maybe Vernon Davis at Maryland back in 2006. Other than that, I mean, this is just a freak athlete. Give me the the generational types over need any day. Yeah,
0: I I just, I again, trade down if you're the Jets, and uh, I'd be happy with that. All right, let's touch on current quarterbacks currently. And, um, you know, Matt, we've talked about a lot of these guys. I mean, this is the Philip Rivers podcast, as you probably know. So I want to toss three guys out there with where you think is a legitimate landing spot next year. If you're going to mark it up as a chalk, and and Marcus, you know, pick it up after that. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's start with Cam Newton. I watched Cam Newton the last few weeks. It's painful to watch him. Um, it it really does hurt. It looks like it hurts for him to play. He just doesn't look like the same guy. Is there a scenario next year, Matt, that you think he could potentially fit?
2: I don't think so, guys. I mean, it, the play is bad, like you said. It looks like the body's breaking down. And let's think about how long it took for him to sign this year. And I know there was some COVID impact of that of not being able to get in to do workouts. But you know, Cam has been t- tremendous from the Florida days to the Auburn days to, you know, what he did in Carolina early on. I was fortunate enough to cover him at Super Bowl and get to see him play in person. But to me, it just looks shot. And that's not a, it's not a knock on Cam. I'd say the same thing about Big Big Ben at this point. They just, they look like the body's breaking down after mm-hmm. years of hard hits. So, you know, if Cam Newton wants to play, I can see him being on a roster. But I don't think any responsible general manager is saying our... our Quarterback at twenty one is Cam Newton. That's what we're going to roll with. Um, and I would be interested to hear. As a Jets fan, I can't imagine you would say, uh, "Yeah, let's get Cam Newton in here, and, and we'll, you know, we'll get Sam Howell next year, or you know, we'll go after Jaden Daniels next year." Uh, it just it doesn't look like there's anything left in the tank. Yeah, I would I would say he's probably going to end up in a quarterback you know fight with a you know
1: maybe the Broncos, maybe Denver brings him in to compete with the Drew Lock, or maybe Chicago brings him in to to battle it out with Mitch Trubisky but I don't think any team is just handing their franchise over to Cam Newton at this point. That just doesn't seem very likely. It's hard to pick a spot because
0: it's going to be in some sort of support role, right? Maybe yeah. he's yeah. going to back up a young quarterback. Like you mentioned the jets, like that's maybe he's Darnold's backup, but if he comes in as a fan, like that's the expectation. It, it is a shame to see man, because he is an electric talent and the way they used him just th- those years of hits it's, it's all there. And a shoulder injury in surgery has not helped. Um, this one probably a little bit more defined in Dak Prescott. Nasty injury, but an injury theoretically he should come back from, right? And, and that's the hope, of course. So, Matt, as you look at Dak Prescott, we talked on the pod a couple of weeks ago and everyone got mad at us that, you know, could, could Dallas orchestrate a trade with the Jets and, and kind of going down the rabbit hole a bit. Where do you think ultimately he ends up uh, short term and, and is that the case long term?
2: man. I think this year, Dak Prescott probably gets my MVP vote, even though they didn't play. I mean, look <laughs> at that. Look at that offense without the guy. I mean, Zeke is uninterested and unproductive. My fantasy football team could speak to that. <laughs> and, and like, just imagine this Cowboys team. I mean, they're what, one game back right now in the East without Dak Prescott and with the defense who tackles like my Texas Longhorns do. So if you had Dak, I mean, you're running away with this division, and I think you're seeing more production. There's so many bright spots. Ceedee Lamb looks phenomenal, and mm-hmm. you know, Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup are having good years. If we can get Dak and Kyle Pitts in there, they might score. 45 points a game if there's a new head coach next year. So I feel like Jerry Jones is going to have to make a decision at some point. Like, we're going to have to pay Dak. And this year should be what shows them just how valuable he is. So I'll say Dak is a Cowboy next year. And I do think that's the long term fit. I, I'm not a Cowboys fan. You guys know I'm a Niners fan. My hope for Cowboys fans, because they're some of the best in the NFL, is that Dak coming back means Mike McCarthy is fired and we just get a whole new staff there. Uh, get Eric Bieniemy in Dallas, please. Like, give, give all these weapons. They deserve a, a head coach, an offensive mind who knows what they're doing. Hell, get Joe Brady in Dallas if you want to go young and exciting. Just I hate watching these elite players get wasted by an offense that's just so boring.
1: Yeah, I think Dak will be back in Dallas for at least one more year. I do think they'll eventually get a long-term deal done. But if we get to the draft and he's still on that franchise tag and the Cowboys are sitting in the top 10, and let's say Justin fields as they're at, wherever they pick, six, eight, it doesn't matter. I think the Cowboys have to at least consider it. Uh, again, I don't think they're going to do that. But if, if they can't come to a long-term deal, they can at least hang that pick over Dak saying, hey, We'll take your replacement and you'll move on and you'll go sign a deal somewhere else, but it won't be in Dallas. Um, I think he's going to be back. He does love Mike McCarthy. So I'm sorry, Matt, but McCarthy is going to be back in Dallas in 2021. Uh,
2: and I think Prescott will as well.
1: That was my favorite. Guys, card.
2: doesn't it seem like, like doesn't it seem like Zach Wilson is Jerry Jones is like love child of a quarterback.
1: Yeah. As I say, he's right,
2: like the, the right. better version of Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Right. I can see that. Oh man. Yeah. Zach Wilson with a star,
1: uh, you know, headband, <laughs> be a, it, 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 would be, it would be a star. I think he's going to be in Dallas. Uh,
0: I, I mean, it's simple as that. I think he's, he's proven it. And it's, it's kind of weird. His absence has only increased his value mm-hmm. and you thought it would certainly counter that. All right. Last one is our guy, Philip rivers. Now I think this is interesting because I do think a team like the Broncos maybe makes sense. A team like Indy, frankly, makes sense. So Matt, if you're Philip, yeah. I guess if we're trying to evaluate, are you looking at what teams are probably going to draft a young quarterback and then what teams can part, like just side, hook him on the side and say, Hey, maybe we'll
2: get a year out of him or, you know, where, where do you look at it with Philip Rivers? I think one thing that's interesting with Rivers, it's not even the on-field, it's the off-field. You know, something that myself and a lot of other people reported last year was he wasn't going to sign somewhere where it's going to put him far away from his family. You know, he's very tied to his roots in the Southeast, and I think that's why Indianapolis made sense because it's, it's a quick drive, you know, to get get back home or a quick flight uh, if, if you're Philip Rivers. So I actually look at this, and I think it's Indy or nowhere next year. I think we see him in Indy or he's home taking care of the, the football team that he has uh, <laughs> in the household with the nine kids. So uh, that's how I look at it. I mean, he's hell of a career he's a hall of famer uh, to have outlasted Eli Manning and honestly he's outlasted Ben Roethlisberger yeah. in terms of I think yeah. traits who would have ever thought that Philip Rivers would be the guy that outlasted those with that funky throwing motion and some of the hits he took with the Chargers so I do think it'll be Indy or bust you know if if Tennessee was open that would be a spot like eh, maybe maybe Nashville would be intriguing enough to him but I think we see him probably retire to, what is it, Northern Georgia or where is he? missing? You'll never hear Something from like him that. again, I don't think. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's I've had people ask, like, you think he'll, like, go be a commentator? No. It's like, no, I think he'll raise his kids and, like, coach high school football. Yep. Yeah, I think it's
1: probably Indianapolis. And really, a lot's going to depend on how he looks over the next three games, right? They play the Steelers this week, and then they're going to be in the playoffs, probably on the road. Oh, well, they has a chance to host the playoff game. But how he performs in these next couple of weeks are going to be really interesting. Adam, Matt, really quickly, who's more likely to be the team starting quarterback next year in Indianapolis? Carson Wentz or Philip Rivers? Oh, I'm going Wentz. <laughs> yeah, I'm you, I
2: love that conspiracy theory. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. You know, I'm in on that one for sure. More so
0: now. Yeah, I, I'm with yeah. you. I think a lot depends on these next three weeks. I mean that that'll indicate uh, quite a bit. I hope he balls out like he's been doing, and he's won us some money here. At least won me some money here. All right, Matt. I know you. I know we got to get you out of here. Um, you've got news coming so when we want to find out what you're doing next where should we
2: where should we go across social media yeah i mean twitter is you know where i live so at nfl Draft Scout on twitter my pinned tweet is actually uh, a a link where you can if people want they can drop their email address i'm not going to like sell that to amazon uh and you'll get an email like the day that that i'm able to announce but i'm going to take a couple uh weeks off uh stop my podcast obviously still doing radio but take a couple weeks off of writing recharge uh iron out some plans and then i'll be i'll be popping back up really early in 2021 and, and announcing where people can find me
0: really exciting man we'll appreciate Can't you wait. as always uh, well, i'm sure we'll have you thank on you once you do and uh have a great holiday man and uh, and great into the new year
2: yeah best wishes to both you marcus congrats on the baby thank you appreciate uh, this, it the best and worst job ever. Cramer yeah. still doing <laughs> hundred. telling me? I completely understand. I don't know how Philip Rivers does it. Nine, <laughs> holy right. cow! I'm telling you, man. I don't know. It's amazing. Hire a nanny, I guess. What we should all do? But Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for having me. Awesome. On. Thank Thanks, you, Matt.
0: Matt. All right. When we come back, let's do some picks. We appreciate Matt joining us. We will be talking to him plenty wherever he ends up, and going to do a ton of draft stuff. Obviously, Marcus, I know that's a a passion of yours, passion of mine as well. So it'll be fun to get into draft season a bit. But now it's time to. Stay hot. Make more money. We've been hot. Uh, and, and let's get into our official picks. And, Marcus, the perfect perfect starting point, of course, is Phillip Rivers. Uh, the Colts, minus one and a half at the Steelers. The total in this game at 45 and a half. This number flipped. Steelers were, what, a three-point favorite, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, two-and-a-half, They, they yeah. looked like trash and have looked like trash. So now the Colts swing back been a surprise by the way if you told me week five or six uh Steelers at home getting points uh Colts this year 10 and 4 8 and 6 against the spread Pittsburgh 11 and 3 8 and 6 against the spread Pittsburgh's lost three in a row outright as a 14 and a half point fave against the Bills and then to Washington so what do you do with the wreckage here Marcus I mean like what, what, do, what do we do with the Steelers
1: yeah, I think you're going to see a ton of public action on the Colts this week after the way Pittsburgh looked at you know against the Bengals on Monday Night Football. It's a short week for them. I just don't trust Philip Rivers on the road, and I don't I don't trust Ben Roethlisberger either. But I think there's going to be so much action here that by the time we get to kickoff, Adam, I wouldn't be surprised if that line creeps up to like two two and a half, and I'm going to jump all over on the Steelers' money line. Coming back home, I think this is a game where their defense is going is going to carry them, right? Yeah. I could see them easily getting two, three turnovers in this game, harassing Phillip Rivers, daring him to throw the ball deep. We're supposed to get a ton of snow here in Pennsylvania over the next week. Rivers is not really a guy that plays well in cold weather, so I'm taking the Steelers here. And actually, I'm going to take the over on points as well. I think Pittsburgh's offense is going to score – maybe into the mid twenties. I think the Colts will get close and we'll have the over. I like the,
0: both of those things. I like the Steelers and I like the over, and I'm not sure which one I like more, but I wrote down, um, in that order. Um, I did look at the weather by the way. So you're getting snow Sunday looks like it's going to be okay. It's still not optimal for, well, either of the quarterbacks, I guess, if I'm going to, if I'm going to rip, uh, rivers for in the, in the cold, I would imagine Ben would be there. Well, although one of them is certainly used to it. Um, the, the Pittsburgh play calling has been bad. The way they use their guys has been bad. Ben has been bad. It looked like maybe they figured some things out. I just, this is kind of a contrarian angle. And we all, we, 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 we overreact to these situations and there's no doubt the Steelers have played bad. I just think they're going to play better. And I think in these moments, um, I find some value here, actually, frankly, with with Pittsburgh. That being said, Marcus, this is like one of those leap of faith games where if they come out and and Indy goes up like 14-0, obviously I have the other side. It wouldn't necessarily shock me either. Like this is kind of one of those games where it feels like it's going to be all or nothing, and you're probably going to know within the first eight to ten minutes.
1: Doesn't this – or don't these two teams feel very similar to one another? Both have older quarterbacks. Uh, Their defenses are really, really good, and that's kind of how they win games. I think this is going to be like a really physical old school game and very well could be a matchup that we see just a couple of weeks from now in the playoffs. Yeah. And and I'm, and then I, but I kind of feel like there's going to be points too. I I just
0: think that totals Mm -hmm. too low. I mean, with what they can do and what, even how good the defenses are, I think they're going to find a way to score. Um, I'm really interested in your thoughts on, on this one, and maybe not so much the gambling we'll get to that, but Eagles minus one at the Cowboys over under 49 Eagles four nine and one five and nine against the spread. Cowboys five and nine four and ten against the spread. Yikes! Uh, just collectively burning money left and right. They did not cover against the Cardinals. The Eagles, but Jalen Hurts more than four hundred total yards. Four TV TDs. Um, just what? What is your assessment? I know you've had a lot going on, so maybe you haven't uh, dove into the Jalen Hurts like film archive yet. I I mean, this is impressive. I didn't think we'd get even that this early from him.
1: Yeah, I was a big fan of Jalen Hurts coming out of Oklahoma because he has everything you want from, like, a guy that's going to come in and play well right away, right? He's a fantastic athlete. He has a ton of experience in college playing at Alabama and Oklahoma. He's been in the playoffs. Uh, He can move around. He can make plays. I do think over time, defenses are going to catch up to him a little bit. They're going to challenge him to throw the ball down the field. He's got a good arm. It's not great, but you can see the lack of velocity. But his ability to just convert on third downs is something that Carson Wentz couldn't do. And whether it's with his legs or his arms, he has certainly given them a spark. And I do think they're building some momentum here. And I think the offense just makes way more sense with Jalen Hurts in there. So I've been impressed. I think he's going to have another big day against the Cowboys because this Cowboys defense isn't very good. They've got a bunch of injuries. Uh, So I, I, I like Philadelphia to win this game. And I like Hertz to have another one of these 300 yard total games, uh, two, three touchdowns and for Philadelphia to score into the upper twenty. Yeah. I like, I like Philly. I like the over Um,
0: again. I feel like it's, it's sort of a copycat of what we did previously. Wow. We are, in lockstep, the uh, our, our, our holiday parlay at the end here has already got some it's gonna be got some steam. Yeah, but we are like, yeah, I, I think it's um, they've kind of masked his deficiencies well, um, and really highlighted what he can do, um, eliminating the negative plays, which has just killed them with Wentz, right? I mean, that's just been so bra- back breaking, um, protected the ball well. It's it's if you're an Eagles fan, you've got to be thrilled. And then, of course, and we and I talked about this last week, Marcus, like it really does start to up the intrigue and what they do with Wentz. But for this specific game, I'm with you. And look, we didn't talk much about the Cowboys. Pretty impressive offensive output last week. I know you were looking at C.D. Lamb and some of the other guys like that. That plays a part in the over as well. I just I like Philly and I do. I think they have some momentum. All right. Um, Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks minus two over under 47 and a half. Um, interesting game, interesting line. You know where the public is going to swing because JETS 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 Jets, Rams 95, 8 and 6 against the spread. Seahawks 10 and 4, very clean seven and seven against the spread. Um, okay, Marcus, I watched that entire Jets game. Uh white knuckles, sad, depressed, whatever. Um, I will say the Rams in the second half seem to kind of figure things out, right? And Whatever, mm-hmm. whether they're taking the Jets lightly, which is highly possible. Jared Goff looked awful, uh, awful in that first half. Play calling wasn't great. And the Jets actually played well. Quinn and Williams in that game, uh, and I know he ended left with a concussion, was unbelievable, um, unbelievable. was actually outplayed Aaron Donald in that game for the most part, I thought, which is not something I thought we'd ever say. So uh, with that, um, I like the ramps. I, I do. I think this is a bounce back, and, and, and I don't think Seattle is fixed. Um, I I just don't, I've got concerns over this team. I think the defense has played better. I just, I think the Rams are in line for probably a major bounce back here.
1: Yeah. So this is a really fascinating game because the winner of this game is probably going to win the NFC West. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be in a better spot for the playoffs, because if you're (laughs) the three seed in this scenario, right, you're probably going to play Tampa Bay. But if you end up being the five seed and you're that first wild card team, you're probably going to play Washington, right? So while you don't get a home game, I think I would rather play Dwayne Haskins in the Washington football team than Tom Brady in the first round of the playoffs, right? Uh, <laughs> these teams aren't going to tang. I'm not saying anything like oh, that. Oh, it's true, though. It's a good point. It's, it's it's a really weird game because the the loser might actually be in a better position to go further in the playoffs than the winner. So. I do like the Rams to win this game. I think a lot of people are going to be off of them after how poorly they played to the jets. Uh, Remember they did win the first matchup with Seattle. I think their interior defensive line with Michael Brockers and Aaron Donald are just going to dominate Seattle, Seattle's offense over the last four weeks. If you exclude their game against the jets, they're averaging under 20 points per game for some reason. For some reason, this offense just isn't clicking like it was earlier in the season. I like the Rams to win and cover this week yeah oh my goodness we are three
0: for three. three for three and again that's that's not normal we not that we go no. against we're usually and we don't work these out in advance for full transparency it's not like we're planning our picks we these are all fresh when we come in here and, and it usually works out that we're uh, you know different different total opinions et cetera so all right three mm-hmm. for three I absolutely love it holiday cheer all right last game I'm pumped. I'm really pumped about this game. It's actually, this is a fun, it really is. So Titans at Packers Packers minus three and a half, the over under 55 and a half. It feels like a big 12 game, Uh, Tennessee, 10 and four, seven and seven against the spread green Bay, 11 and three, nine and five against the spread. So a couple of weeks ago, um, I was saying that I thought Tennessee was kind of done and unimpressive. They've covered four or five. They've won four or five. And, and Marcus, look, I attribute that because when, when Derrick Henry gets cooking and he's and he's got a legitimate crack at 2,000 yards now going up against a rush defense this week, that's okay. Um, they, they seem to cook, right? So this is a team with a ton of momentum. And I just love when they can just like Derrick Henry grabs like the star from like Super Mario Brothers and just like runs through everything.
1: And that's what he's doing. <laughs> so this is a really interesting game because this is our Sunday night football game and Right now, you have Mahomes is the favorite to win the MVP, but then Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry are the next two, right? I still think Mahomes is going to win it, and there's still value on betting him right now. But I think the winner of this game will will get so much MVP buzz that it wouldn't be shocking if they stole the award away, right? Right. If, if Derrick Henry goes for 150 and two touchdowns, and remember, Green Bay gave up over 100 yards to David Montgomery just a couple yes. weeks ago. That run defense isn't very good. If he has one of these games and they upset the, the Packers on Sunday night football, all we'll be hearing about is Derrick Henry for the next week. Oh, I love it. If Aaron Rodgers has one of these games where it's four or five touchdowns against a really bad Titans pass defense, which you could certainly see, all of a sudden it'll be, hey, Aaron Rodgers has 44 touchdowns on the season. Green Bay is going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Why isn't he the MVP? Uh, so that, again, a really fascinating game for narratives. I do like the Packers to win this. Tennessee's defense is absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I'm looking for Green Bay to score 35, 40 points in this game and to be a really, really fun Sunday night football game.
0: Okay. I did a little research, a little, little, uh, you got to get your weatherman on. And I know you did that for Pittsburgh. Sure. There's, a, there's a chance of snow, which will be incredibly Wonderful. fun. By the way, it doesn't look like a ton of snow, but there's a chance of snow Sunday night. If that's the case, like this is like the Derrick Henry high school game of like 45 carries for like 165 yards. Um, I like the Titans here. Finally, we can go our separate ways. Um, But but I, I don't I just feel like Green Bay has been. They're great, and I, and there's always this discomfort of going against Aaron Rodgers if you're going to do this naturally. Um, but you've played the Bears, the Eagles, the Lions, Panthers, and it hasn't necessarily been overwhelming. And look, the Chiefs have kind of done something similar, too. It doesn't mean that they're not going to win this game. I just like – I really like what I've seen with the Titans, and I think Derrick Henry just presents like this old mm. school, high school back angle that makes it really tough to figure – that total just seems a little high too, by the way, if there is snow and he is going to run the ball, you're going to be burning hmm. clock. I am going to stay away from the total because with the snow and everything, who knows? And you're right. This has the ingredients to be kind of a fun high scoring game. Um, but it's intriguing because that's a just a massive,
1: massive number. I, I think both these teams are going to want to run the ball, right? Yep. Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones, two of the better running backs in the league. I do. I envision a little bit slower pace game to start, and there'll be moments where we get a lot of scoring, but 55-and-a-half, yeah, that that's seems
0: a big number. pretty high. That's a really big number. Um, it's a great game if you have fantasy players in this and you're in your Absolutely. championship. This is what you hope for. All right, so we're in, in lockstep on three of the games, and, in fact, we've got multiple picks on three of those games. Let's get to Rapid Fire, see what we've got. So the first game, vikings at
1: Saints, minus seven, over, under 52. What do you have? Yeah, I think the Saints are going to win this game. A little fun Christmas uh, Friday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, that's one. right. After you're, after you're done opening up all your presents and having your meal, you get to sit down and watch some uh, some good football. The Vikings have played really well against uh, New Orleans over the last couple of years. So there's some, some interesting backdoor cover here. But I like the Saints here. Uh, I I do do I do as well. Um, I
0: just think the Vikings like the the season. You you kind of know where you are, frankly, at this point. And I think we've known that they've been just okay uh, or not okay. Uh, I think I think New Orleans covers
1: here and probably gets right in a big way. Uh, our next game is the Miami Dolphins traveling to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. This game looked a lot more fun a couple of weeks ago when the Raiders were still in the playoff hunt. Uh, the Dolphins are two and a half point favorites on the road. Who do you have under under in
0: this game? I think both offenses have not looked great. I think this has a chance to be a gross football game. Uh, I went back and forth on the side because I thought about the Raiders, but I'm going to stay away under for me.
1: I agree. That makes a lot of sense. The Raiders probably going to be playing Marcus Mariota. The defense is still not. Who very looked okay, good.
0: by the way, who had some. Was you know, it's not. I just, as a college guy, it was somewhat refreshing to see him, like the legs. They showed him after the game, though, Marcus. He looks like he's aged. He's still a young dude, and it looks like he's
1: aged like tremendously in the past. Yeah. We, we saw the whole Marcus Mariota package, right? Yes. He had the incredible rushing ability, the big plays, and then the three or four <laughs> throws it's like, yes. What in the world are you thinking? So uh, maybe Mariota will trick somebody into giving him another shot. Next Probably
0: year. man. He's, he's made his
1: money at least.
0: All right. Maybe in Chicago. Yeah.
1: Talked about Josh
0: Allen at the very top of the show uh, looks like it just incredible. I just love watching
1: that offense right now. Bills minus seven at the pats over under 45. What do you got? Uh, I'm taking the Bills here. I think the Bills are the best team in football right now. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean they're going to beat Kansas City, but that offense is playing so well. The defense seems like it's starting to catch up. I like the Bills to win this one in a shootout. Uh, I I actually think that I think that Cam Newton's going to play pretty well after last week. Uh, I'm I'm looking at like a 35-26 type of game.
0: Yes, I actually I like the over. Um, I think it it's a letdown-ish kind of spot. I think you'll see a little bit better from New England, but I think you're gonna see a lot of that number from the Bills. Like the Bills could score 30, 35 of that, and then New England just can kind of pick up the rest.
1: All right. Our next game is the Atlanta Falcons playing in Kansas City. The Falcons are 10 and a half point underdogs. This is the 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 greatest, you know, first three-quarter team in the NFL against the best fourth quarter team in the NFL and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Who do you have? All right, so the Chiefs have not been good against the spread
0: in largely the last, what, six weeks uh, for the most part. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to destroy them here. I think this is a game where Atlanta has probably uh, said farewell, motivation, thinking about golf. Who knows what they're thinking about? I think the Chiefs finally get right in a big way, and I think
1: they absolutely win this game by two, three touchdowns. It's tough because Kansas City has been so bad against the spread lately. I think they've had now – five or six straight games yep. that have been less, but you know, been won by less than six points, 10 and a half just feels wrong. It feels like it's a little bit too much. Um, But you're asking me to bet on Matt Ryan <laughs> on the road against a good Come team. On. No, thanks. I- I'm probably staying. Oh right. man. All right. Fair enough. Probably not a, a bad decision. Um,
0: This is <laughs> Broncos at chargers minus three 48 and a half.
1: I do you have thoughts on this game? Because I'm all over the place here. I just want to, I'm betting on the Chargers because I want to root for Justin Herbert. That's really all it is. These two teams are not very good. They're, you know, it's AFC West matchup. So anything can happen. We know how weird these divisional games are, but just give me, give me more time to watch Justin Herbert. uh, It's a stay away for me. It just feels like it's going to be, I I mean, I'm kind of curious to watch It's I
0: shouldn't say I want to see Drew Locke because I think the evaluation is up and obviously Herbert is a joy to watch. I just don't know because I feel like this could flip either way. I feel like both coaches are not particularly good. Something bad will probably happen to lose this game. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll sit this one out.
1: All right. Our final game, the Browns are nine and a half point favorites against your New yes. York Jets. Uh, who do you have in this? I one? actually like the Jets. Like So do the, I. I'm really glad that you said I, that. It's great. great. So the monkey's off the back of,
0: of losing Absolutely. Trevor Lawrence. But the thing about the Jets, and, and I said this uh, on Twitter, They've actually played a lot more with the exception of the Seattle game, which was just dumpster fire. They've been a lot more competitive and they've looked a lot better. Quinn and Williams health is a, is a big deal. He's in concussion protocol. Who knows? Probably not. But I thought in general, the secondaries played better the offense with the right wide receivers and uh, has looked better. I think the jets are going to probably push this thing pretty close again. And I hate
1: saying that and I could be horribly wrong, but that's what it feels like. Yeah, I'm actually taking the Jets as well because Cleveland's defense is so bad against the pass that they cannot blow anybody out. Uh, the rushing attack, while it's really good, it actually keeps teams in the game because they just grind out that clock. So, can this be a game where the Jets are down a touchdown late and you know maybe maybe they hang around? I, I think so. I think Sam Darnold's going to actually play pretty well. Uh, I'm taking the Jets plus nine and a half. They're going to win again
0: and watch this. Jacksonville will win. And they'll still miss out on Trevor. Like, I, I know this. This team, The good thing is, you can't drop down. Anymore, that's true. Right? You're we, are, stay at we are locked in, but this team is not done torturing me. I know that. All right. So, our Christmas parlay. Okay. So, we like Pittsburgh money line. We like the uh, over in the Pittsburgh indie game. We like Philly to cover. We like the Philly Dallas over and we like the Rams money line. I'm digging all of this. That is a $25 wager that'll get us a cool $723. Marks, I want to be. Um, like that person or the people out there that had the Bengals, that had the Jets in that, what, 10 to one, or even more than that. So that it was like an astronomical parlay that people hit this weekend. It's, we're due,
1: it's time. We're due. I think this is a good one. Uh, you're going to get some money on Christmas, maybe from a great aunt, uh, but, you know, but just take that little 20, $25 that you get upload it into your favorite sports book and let's go santa marcus santa adam are here to deliver uh, for
0: everybody this (laughs) holiday season all right so a reminder guys check out uh our debate our discussion this week with matt miller who is excellent love talking draft stuff with him we'll continue to do more of it uh marcus what else you got going on other than you know raising a child uh what else with the game day you have going on
1: yeah i've got my four teams that are guaranteed to lose we went three and one last week uh, betting trends, NBA stuff. We're back. Oh so we got goodness. lots of NBA content. Uh, so make sure you guys are checking all that. Out. I'm excited. I'm excited. Another New York sports team, the Knicks,
0: they're going to absolutely <laughs> torture oh, me this year. Maybe they'll get the number one pick. Um, yeah. For me, winners and losers. Uh, it's been fun. Been a fun couple of weeks with a lot of action there. Talked about Josh Allen this week. Uh, talked about the Jets, sadly by uh, losers, by winning, which is very Jets-like. We'll continue to do more of that through the regular season, and of course, into the playoffs. A reminder, guys, uh, before you make your picks, go to thegameday.com, check out the affiliates, check out the prices. Um, Price shopping is key especially with some Absolutely. of these numbers. When you look into the totals, when you look into the numbers, it's crucial. We've already seen some line movement this week. So make sure you get that. So uh, we appreciate Matt Miller. Uh, Marcus, I hope you have a great Christmas. I hope you have a great holiday. I hope you get some sleep with the little one. Um, we got games around the holidays. We got college games on, on Christmas. Games. Oh, oh, it's yeah. going to be fantastic. Got- this is a great week of sports. It is. It is. I got to get ready to watch Zach Wilson prepare him for my uh, future quarterback. <laughs> so uh, really enjoy it, man. I hope you have a great one. And, Uh, looking forward to talking to you next week. Same to you, Adam.
1: Happy holidays. All right,
0: everybody. Thank you guys so much. Have a great, safe holiday season. We will talk to you soon.